Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wobcast. The Premier League is back tomorrow. Watford face Aston Villa in the first game at a full capacity Vicarage Road since February 2020. I'm joined today by Oscar O'Mara from Vavil to discuss how we think they'll get on in their opening fixture, the Will Hughes situation and our hopes for head coach Cisco Munoz. We'll also hear a bit from the head coach himself from yesterday's press conference as he tells us how excited he is to be in the Premier League. Palace game last weekend. Um, from what you saw of Watford, what what do you make of? I know it's obviously uh, a bit of a fool's errand judging a team's season based on on preseason games. But what what did you make of of the new players and and the way they were fitting in? And, and how do you think they'll they'll get on this season? Yeah, I'm never one to put too much weight on pre-season but <laughs> sitting next to you and Adam who've, who've watched a little bit more than me this pre-season of, of that Watford side I think I was shocked how disorganised they were uh, one week ahead of the season there just didn't seem to be any um, any determination to, to play a certain way it seemed to be go out there get match fitness and let's see how it goes and it wasn't really until the second half when more established players uh, came on, like Kiko. I know Dini only came on for the last 10 minutes, but there just seemed to be a little bit more purpose about them. They knew that they wanted to play down the right wing. They knew that uh, they could rely on Femenia to get forward and, and they could play off the last man in defence. But I think rather than the new players, who I thought Dennis looked uh better than average in in a very mediocre team last week uh i think Saar obviously speaks for himself a lot of the time with his performance and he was the only one really stretching the play and taking the game to the palace defense it worried me how much we missed will hughes in the middle uh the fact that there was no kind of pivot no linchpin in midfield and cleverly always seemed to be beyond the play uh mm. he was very rarely an option and we had no one to dictate the tempo in midfield really concerned me uh that transition was just non-existent and and going forward i, I am a little bit worried about what we saw last week uh, the lack of pace in defense was was a concern and and whilst we look fine when the ball's playing in front of us when the ball's played over the top or or in between I don't think Cathcart has the pace for the Premier League. I, there's nothing against him as a person. I just think we're deficient in quite a few positions. And considering we play Aston Villa tomorrow, oh, yeah, that, that old saying of failure to prepare and prepare to fail, it seems like it might be one that gets repeated throughout the season. A lovely positive note to start. <laughs> no, I, I think I think the mid the midfield is definitely the most interesting discussion point because obviously Hughes is he's still a part of the squad. It seems to have painted himself into a bit of a corner with you know turning down the contract, and then other teams are interested, but perhaps he's not their main priority. So he's kind of on the back burner with with 
those teams who he has spoken to. And you think, you know, if he does want to leave and he does want to assess his options, that's fine. He's entitled to do that, especially after last season. But yeah, it's it's how much has he made things difficult for himself? Yes, I think there is um, a kind of need to compartmentalise a little bit when we talk about Will Hughes because he's really liked in that squad. And whilst he's not as much of a loud mouth as me, per se, uh, he's a a very likeable character. He's very Mm. charismatic. And therefore, I don't think it would be too much for him to be ingratiated back into the first team squad. But yes, kind of above Gisco and and amongst the Watford hierarchy, he would have to do probably a little bit of of grovelling and ask for forgiveness. Um, whether whether that will matter going forward, I wonder, um, because the hole left by him not playing, I think, will become quite evident quickly, mm-hmm. uh, not only amongst the fan base, but, but amongst the whole of the Premier League. And, and therefore, you can put more pressure on the Watford defence. So whether uh, needs must mean that he's kind of welcomed back with open, open arms uh, I think will be an interesting point. What, what do you think? How big a difference do you think Hughes makes to this team? He's he's obviously, I mean, the the difference he made last season was huge. It's when he came back and when they started playing the 4-3-3 and they put him in that anchor position in front of the defence, link, linking the play, as you said before. You know, he's he made a huge difference there. Um, whether they've got the players and the, and the people they've brought in to, to perform that role, obviously that remains to be seen. I thought they looked a little bit better when Kutska came on. He seems more adept to playing that role, whereas Atebo, who started the game, seemed to have the ability to, to play defensively, and but he also seemed to want to get forward as much as he could. And, and what it needs is someone who understands the role and understands that they need to sit back and let the other two midfielders be it cleverly and gosling or or Semmer who played there uh, at the weekend um yeah i think it just needs someone who can understand that that is the role to to sit back in front of the defense and be that that join between midfield and and the defenders um loser from what i've seen of him we've not seen a huge amount of him to be honest in preseason but the the, the small amounts we have I think he's someone who could potentially play that role. And if, if he can, then it might not be as big a problem uh, as it is at the minute with, with Hughes. But, you know, he's he's obviously a massively influential player. The fans really love him. And it would be a shame to see him go and to not see him in, in a Watford shirt this season. But as, as I said, he's entitled to, to want to play better. There's options for... I think if if there is a good option or if the right option comes in for him, then I would also like to see how he gets on in a bigger team. And I think he is someone who probably deserves that chance. Um, but it's the market's interesting at the minute. There's not a huge amount of money being thrown around, and you know teams are prioritising. And if a central midfielder isn't their priority, then they're not going to be going all out to get him. Um, so it's 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 one just to keep an eye on. I think there's there's no real 
last last time I spoke to someone about it at the club, they said there's there's just no update. This situation's just the same as it has been for a while now, and and that that was sort of a couple of days ago. And you just think, well, what's what's going to happen there? Because it could well be that he doesn't leave during this window because teams are prioritising and that he isn't top of the list of, of of players they need to bring in. And then, yeah, if, if he does stay, what happens? Does he stay with the under-23s where he is at the minute? Is he brought back because he's a good player and would be useful? Um you know, there's a lot that needs to happen, I think, for them to get to that point. But it's, it's, yeah, it's a total mess, really, to be honest. I think moving on from Hughes, I think there's um, one one player I'm really keen to to watch this season is Cucho Hernandez, who he's obviously he's been at the club for quite a while, but one of those ones that was just perpetually on loan, and you wondered if he would ever play for Watford. You know, the likes of Luis Suarez and and. Estupinian last season who left um, for, you know, for quite a bit of money. You wondered whether Kucho was going to go the same way, but they've decided that he could be quite useful this season. And, you know, against Palace, he had his moments. He looks quick, he looks nimble, but you just wonder if there's the end product there. He's still very young and that could still come with, with time, but he's going to be a, a really exciting person to watch this season, I think. What, what yes. did you make of him? <laughs> it was a difficult one in a game like that where Palace had quite a high line and and he was often getting the ball to feet where you can see actually he's got the pace to burn mm-hmm. and I think him working off uh, Ishmael Assar it's, it's a really exciting prospect and you can see why they've kept him with Zhao Pedro potentially being out for, for a little bit longer than people would like um, I suppose we probably have to look at his track record to get a better idea of, of how he might do in this team. Uh, so he did obviously well at, at Huesca once he'd already uh, arrived at Watford, scoring 20 in, in what, close to 70 games. But he, he did less well at Katafi in Mallorca. And I, and I think that was more about the style that they did, that they played, where he was often having to receive the ball outside the box and, and make things happen. He, he kind of became a more of a, a traditional 10 uh, rather than perhaps uh, a Thierry Henry style player where, where he wants to kind of get beyond the defence and and run at them. Last week, I don't think we saw enough of him to to really say how we get on this, this season. But at 22, um, with his strength, with his power, I think I was really impressed with how strong he looked, uh, how he was able to kind of push players off the ball and, and create a bit of space, create that extra metre. I think he can do really well. It's just how clinical will he be at this level? He's not going to get many chances and he's he's got to take them. I think his psychological game uh, will, will probably be the most important element for a young player like him. How, how much can he get used to uh, the physicality of the Premier League and, and potentially not playing every other week, potentially being third or fourth in the pecking order and coming off the bench? Uh, I think that would tell us a lot about him and, and probably determine his, his future to to a greater extent. So, yeah, that was sorry, kind of skirting around the subject of how he played last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I thought he, you know, his work rate. I don't think you could question that he was he was running, you know, nonstop. It's just you know how 
productive is that work and how and and how much can he produce from it but I think you know he's certainly an exciting player and as he said still only 22 so there's a, a lot of developing still to do and you know that no better place to develop I guess than than in the Premier League and I'm sure he'll uh He'll surprise one or two this season. I think he'll uh, he'll come across as maybe a uh, one to one to watch definitely. Um, someone else making their Premier League debut this weekend is Cisco Munoz. Obviously, um, he's a he's someone that I really want to do well. Just uh, from from dealing, obviously you've you've dealt with him as well in press conferences and, and after games, and he's just such a likable character, isn't he? He's so you know friendly and and generous with his time and, and just seems to seems to be really just enjoying himself doesn't he and, and really enjoying the the job and, and the opportunity and I, re- I really want him to to you know I want the Premier League to to fall in love with him the same way that the Watford fans have and I want you know I can imagine Gary Lineker speaking to him in Spanish on match of the day and just everyone really appreciating how much of a, a, a nice character and and a great personality he is to have in the Premier League. If it doesn't go well for him, you fear that maybe that might not last too long and, and it'll be uh, all change as we see with Watford sometimes, perhaps too quickly. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really excited for him personally. And, and in the press conference yesterday, which I'll, I'll play a clip from after the, after this, he he spoke... Well, actually, I'll, I'll play the clip now. How, how are you feeling personally um, about this weekend? You know what I feel? I, I want, I can't wait the moment. I won't arrive in the stadium with our people. You know, the last season we lose too much time together. And I want everyone come in the stadium with a very good mood and try to enjoy with this moment. You know, it's uh, too much time without our football, without our moments. Okay, come everyone, enjoy, try to give the maximum support, give a very good atmosphere for the team, and sure, help us. You know, I, I, I want, uh, I want to uh, enjoy this moment. And about my first game in the Premier League, Okay, it's good, it's perfect, and uh, I concentrate, I try to give all my best, and I want to enjoy. I'm enjoying sure. I need improving about our style, I need improving about our different things. We are improving our pieces, always we are improving in the, in the, if you are in the Premier League. This is reality. If you're not thinking about this, you have a problem. Only one thing, I don't want excuse, I want to work very hard, and I need the people near us is working hard every day for their life in our amazing world. And the most important, the people was proud about our team always. You can just hear how excited he is and all, all he talks about is, is you know, the fact that he's looking forward to it, and that he wants to do well, and that's that's surely all you want from a manager, isn't it? Someone who wants to be there and someone who is desperate to do well, and most importantly, where he said that he wants to 
to make the supporters proud of their team every week. I mean, you can't really ask for much more from a manager, can you? No, it feels like uh, he's a kid on Christmas Day. <laughs> and it feels like it's been Christmas Day since Watford were promoted. He's just such a likeable character. And I've got to say, that's, that's strange uh, when you're reporting on a club and you want someone to do so well. I think we, we have a few relationships with the players and, and when they're not selected, you're a little bit dis- disappointed. But um, with a manager such as Shishko, I'm not sure I've ever felt this way about a manager before. <laughs> like a true bromance. Um, Kike Sanchez Flores came close, I think, just because he was a beautiful man. Um, but but with Zizko, it's football it's less. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's still a good-looking bloke. Nothing um, against that. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but with. With the way that he plays football, with the way that he approaches this team, it was just exactly what Watford, the fans, and even the reporters needed. He was just the right man at the right time. Nigel was hard to get on with. I think that was reflected in the performances, reflected in, in ultimately the, the squad morale. Um, Ivic, likewise, was probably a similar ilk. I'm not sure who would dislike that most. That description, whether it be a Victor or Nigel, but we've. Just, I, uh, I I didn't mind. I know his football was dour, but I actually didn't mind Ivic. I think he was uh, misrepresented as this this gloomy <laughs> man, but he he did have a bit of a sense of humour. Everyone everyone had him pegged as this this dour, gloomy, you know, curmudgeon. Of a, of a bloke, but he, he did have a bit of a sense of humour. I've heard, but ultimately, his, his football was turgid and and difficult <laughs> to watch. So, yeah. yeah, fair enough. And and you know, I think as you mentioned, the whole the whole place is happier with Cisco. Just the staff who you talk to, everyone just seems more upbeat and, and more positive. And I think it's not half the battle, but it's certainly part of it. Getting getting everybody in in the right mood and in the right frame of mind you know that if they're all enjoying themselves if they're all enjoying the idea of what they're working towards as well whereas I think with with Ivic there was a sense of you know of maybe a bit doom and gloom that you know they were thinking about what would happen if they didn't succeed whereas with with Cisco it's more they're, they're thinking about the possibilities and they're thinking about how much they can achieve. And I think that's definitely the, the right mindset and the right way to go about it. Yes, there's been a real culture change in the club with his arrival. Uh, yeah, it might be unfair to say that the, the mood of Watford was dictated by, by Ivic or, or even ever by the manager. Um, but at the time, I appreciate we're not quite inside the camp, we're not quite outside the camp, with quite a strange position uh, between the club and the fans and, and trying to do our best to report. But you you could feel the tension in the club at that time. That tension seems to have dissipated. And the atmosphere, as you say, is one of hope, one of possibility. It could go wrong, um, but if it does, we're going to enjoy it. And that, that air, uh, that aura that, that comes with him 
uh, has had a really positive effect on, on everyone. I think what he's done well is make sure that there aren't those expectations coming into this season. Watford don't deserve to be a Premier League team. They have to earn it. And, and I think he's really looking forward to that challenge. Well, the challenge starts tomorrow against Aston Villa. How do you think it's going to go? <laughs> After my opening uh, <laughs> negativity, you really asked yeah. me. Um, well, yeah, Aston Villa are missing. They're missing Buendia. They're missing Leon Bailey. Ollie Watkins, there's a bit of a doubt around him. He might be back, but if he is, you know, he's not going to be at full fitness by the sounds of things. So there is a chance there that, that you know, they're, they're missing some of their more influential players and there, there could be an opportunity for Watford. I'm not saying that it's all dependent on, on Aston Villa having none of their best players. I think Watford do have talent within their squad capable of, of causing some surprises this season. But, you know, back at the Vic for the first time with all the supporters, the first time Cisco's had that full house as well, there, there's, there's plenty working in their favour. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting isn't it? <laughs> For the majority of the fans, and I know we had a, a short period of a couple of games where, where fans were allowed back um, during the pandemic, this will be like nothing's changed us back in the Premier League. Um, but a lot has changed and and not least uh, the, the personnel that we're going to be playing against. Um, there's always a chance, isn't there, with Watford? Uh, there's always a chance with talismanic players uh, like Ishmael Asar and your team who can create something from nothing. So uh, it's certainly not all doom and gloom. And actually, tomorrow is a fantastic opportunity, um, not just because it's Villa, but because it's the first game of the season. And as we've kind of said previously, that there are no expectations. Uh, I think a lot of people have, have Watford secured for relegation before ball is even kicked. And, and that's actually a, a wonderful motivator well, you've, you've skirted around offering me a prediction. <laughs> <laughs> well, 1-1. Um, 1-1. One, one. One, one. I'll go 1-1. I don't think that would be the worst. I think, you know, it would be one point better off than they were the last time they were in the Premier League at this stage after a game. Um, and, yeah, it's all about getting those points where, where and when you can. And I think Villa, a lot of people are expecting them to do well this season, especially the way they've, Reinvested that Jack Grealish money. Danny Ings is a very good striker. Bundia, obviously, he's not there this weekend, but when he starts playing, is an incredibly talented player. Bailey looks really good. Twanzebe, you mentioned, a really strong defender. They've got other people still out to come back in. They they could have a really good season. So a draw against them would you know wouldn't be the worst way to kick off the campaign. No, no, I, I do expect Villa to finish in the top 10 this season uh, with Danny Ings leading the line. They've got goals in them and, and I think they have reinvested that money really well from, from the greenish sale. And in a way, it might help them um, because it, it might create more balance in that side. So I think a point against potentially a top 10 team uh, will be a good result first game of the season and it should give Watford confidence. I actually think we're going to survive this season after saying all that. It will be close. It will be nerve-wracking. But, you know, if you can't have hope at the beginning of the season, when can you?
have it. Thanks very much for listening once again. We'll be back with more next week. Until then, don't forget to subscribe, share, and tell all your Watford supporting friends. And of course, for more Watford updates, you can visit www.watfordobserver.co.uk. But for now, it's goodbye from me.